Welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of June 24th, 2018. Sorry about the almost two-week break. I had some stuff to do, personal life-wise. I had a quick trip to Seattle, which was actually very nice. If you've never been to Seattle, uh, it's a nice city, but it never really felt like a tourist city. It felt more like a place where it's a nice place to live. Uh, I went with my girlfriend there for about two or three days, and while we were there, we felt like we kind of did pretty much everything. We did the uh, Space Needle... We did the Science Center, Pop Museum, walked around downtown. Again, it was a nice city, and if I had the opportunity, I would love to live there, but it's not really a place I'd go back to to be like a tourist and seeing the sights, like, say, L.A. or, like, say, go to Disney World or whatever. Also, if you ever get the chance to have Jack in a Box fries, please do, because they are amazing. Anyway, I'm making it up by having this be a jam-packed episode with multiple news stories from tech and movies. First up is tech. Samsung sent out invites to journalists announcing an event for August 9th for the Note 9. The date was rumored earlier by Bloomberg, but it was not confirmed, and The Verge is now reporting that the design of the invite hints at a yellow-colored note. My take on it is that this isn't really shocking at all. Uh, For the past few years now, the Note has been released either August-September. So this is, for Samsung, standard schedule. The interesting thing about what will device include. If it's like the S9, it'll mostly be the uh, big camera improvements, but then that's about it. However, it was rumored a few months ago that what was in the works was a fingerprint sensor being built into the screen. This would help make the idea in itself more mainstream, since the first one to do it this year was Vivo, but their phone with it is not really directly available in a lot of places, including America. So if they are able to actually put down a note, that'd be pretty sweet. TechCrunch is reporting on the quiet launch of Instagram Lite. Instagram Lite is the more compact version of Instagram and is good for older and slower phones that cannot keep up. It is also really good internationally, as in some countries, they still have slower mobile internet, and this is a way to actually get more out of Instagram for people in those countries. The size of the app is actually only 573 kilobytes, which is 1 55th smaller than the regular app. A real cutdown. Now, it can do mostly what the full app can do, the only main exceptions being that you cannot post the videos or direct message your friends. I think this was a great move on Instagram's part, as they'll be able to continue to grow in developing countries and get more users. While that is the main purpose of this app, it is also great for people who have limited space on their phone, and this would help save at least a couple megabytes. Facebook, who owns Instagram, also had their own Facebook Lite version for developing countries for a while now, so this is not a big surprise. Facebook is starting to test with users a feature that is familiar with Twitter users, Muting posts by a keyword. Call this news button, you'll have to find a word in the post you see, highlight it, and press news. Then Facebook will hide all posts with that word on a few news feed for 30 days. I like that Facebook is adding features like this. It's nice to say have it when you haven't caught up on a certain show, and you don't want spoilers. So if you see a post on your news feed about it, you highlight the name of the show, Game of Thrones, Westworld, whatever, say snooze, and you won't see any post about it for a month. Good time for you to catch up. However, this is still in the testing phase, so even if it does actually come out eventually, it won't be for at least a few more weeks, if not a few more months. Switching over to movies, Disney won a big victory in acquiring 21st Century Fox by winning the antitrust approval from the Justice Department. This is under the condition, however, that Disney will spin off Fox's regional sport networks, as together with ESPN, it would co- it would become anti-competitive to the marketplace, bearing any last-minute ditch effort from Comcast, Disney will be acquiring the studio after a Fox shareholder vote on July 27th, where it is assumed that the shareholders will vote to approve the deal. Disney had to recently up their bid to $71.3 billion, as Comcast made another bid a few weeks ago for $65 billion. 
My thoughts on this is that I'm not surprised it passed, especially since after the AT&T and Time Warner merger went through, and I felt that would have hurt the marketplace much more than this deal. So if that went through, you can't really have an argument to say the Disney-Fox one would hurt competition, at least in the eyes of the Justice Department. To be fair, they are a bit also a little bit examples. Justice Department did try to stop the AT&T one in court and lost. This is Justice Department giving their blessing and not having to take Disney and Fox to court. Between Disney and Comcast, I do want Fox to end up with Disney, as Comcast would be much worse. They already own NBC, Universal, and recently acquired DreamWorks Animation. So to add Fox to it would mean way too much. Also, who wouldn't want to see the X-Men characters in the MCU? In a rare move, Dwayne Johnson's new movie Skyscraper was able to secure a July 20th release date in China. This is rare as usually for a few weeks in China there is a blackout where only Chinese films are released, not international ones. So for a Universal Studio movie starring The Rock, getting a spot is rare and will only help the movie. What probably happened is that yes, it's a Universal movie, but the movie is at least co-funded if not co-produced by Legendary Pictures, which is owned by one of the biggest Chinese companies, Wanda Group. It most likely also helped that the movie takes place in Hong Kong, so maybe the Chinese government saw this movie as more of a Chinese action movie and approved it. Anyway, I wanted to talk about this because it might set a precedent down the line of more Hollywood studios getting co-financed by Chinese movie studios film in China, but then use big Hollywood stars. There was actually, I saw on Twitter today, a Chinese movie came out in China, I think called Animal How Animal World, I believe. And it was, it looked like a Chinese version of Deadpool a little bit. However, one of the main characters that they used in the trailer was Michael Douglas. Bit weird, but hey, that seems to be the running trend now. Also, if you ever see movies in the past few years, you ever go to theater or watch them, look at the studio logos in the beginning. A lot of them now recently have had at least by the third or fourth logo, which means they put a little bit money in, Chinese film studios backing those films. So this could become a, a growing trend. And maybe in 10, 15 years, George Clooney is doing a Chinese movie. Huh? Or Brad Pitt. Though honestly, if I had to put money on anyone, I would say Tom Cruise. Probably. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of What Happened. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you got some insight to a couple things going around in the tech and movie world. And see you next week.